0: This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless, available online at BravadoWireless.com. And Jameson Mejia is going to join us here in just one second via the hotline. Reached out to him on Twitter because he today made it official with the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Uh, The Blitz 1170, your home for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. And again, Bedlam coming your way tonight at 7 o'clock. All right, without further ado, let's hit up the hotline and welcome in our special guest here off the top of the show. Jamison Mejia is joining us here on the Blitz. Offensive lineman from Broken Arrow who is now committed to Oklahoma State. Jamison, thank you so much for joining us today, man. How What's this day feel like for you right now? Uh, as you think back on the, the emotions, the gamut of emotions through finishing off your season, the entire recruiting process, and then finally letting it be known to the rest of the world today that you are indeed going to be an Oklahoma State Cowboy. How does it feel? Uh,
1: it feels pretty surreal. It's like... I've, I've waited a long time. I've been very patient with this. It's, it's, it's come all with up to February 1st. I mean, it's been a long road, but I'm here. And I'm excited.
0: How long a road has it been? Because does the average person have any idea of what the recruiting process is like at all? Everything that you have to go through, the mental gymnastics that you put yourself through, uh, was, it, was it exhausting for a period of time for you to try to narrow it down to make the decision on where you felt was best for you?
1: Yeah, it was the whole time. Like, I picked up I picked up a lot of heat last year around this time, and throughout the entire spring and then into summer, and things things kind of got low during the during during fall in the first signing period. I think it was because of the transfer portal, but yeah, it it, it did mess with me, messing me a little bit.
0: All right, let's focus on that for a moment. Um, things you said got a little low there during the fall. Uh, what were you hearing at that point, or was it a lack of hearing from anyone during the fall?
1: It was just—I feel like a lack of communication. I don't feel like anyone was being rude or dusting me off. I feel like it was just a lot of not not paying
0: attention. Really. Yeah, is, how frustrating is that? It's it just—it's it pretty frustrating. Because you're trying to go through right your regular football season in general, you're trying to think about your future at that point, and you come off of being white hot from, from the previous summer where you had a lot of attention around you. How did you deal with that process of feeling like, hey, man, like, I'm, I'm still the same guy. As a matter of fact, I'm getting better. What did you do mentally to get through that time?
1: Um, I I really prayed to God and I knew like, if I I worked this hard, if I did this, if I did this well, that it's all going to pay off in the end and something's going to come through like, like my dream right here.
0: All right. I want to go back. Um, tell me a little bit about making the transition from tight end to the offensive line. What was that first conversation like and how much convincing did it take for you that that would be the best thing for you?
1: Uh, it was actually a lot. I was hearing it when I was uh, really really young, like a freshman, and I was still playing tight end. Then I played tight ends up, to, up until sophomore year. And the the thing that really convinced me, I guess, is one of the first times, probably the second week I was over at O-line, I really wasn't lacking the position, but I put uh, our bestie tackle on the floor and <laughs> our coach just said, it, you're going to be someone one day in the year. And I guess that sparked some. <laughs>
0: so I love the fact that you were like, look, I'll be honest, I didn't even really like the position at all. At what point did you actually yeah. start to like it?
1: Um, shoot, it had, it, it had been a minute because I, I started playing tackle and then I got injured. I still kind of wasn't liking my position. I think once I started putting on the weight, is when was when I enjoyed it more because I felt like I was getting pushed around a lot
0: okay, all right, how much weight did you have to gain during the transition uh that first year it was probably thirty pounds <laughs> What were you eating <laughs>
1: everything uh, a lot of, a lot of peanut butter yeah, a lot of chocolate milk that was. <laughs> That was a goofy snack.
0: I've heard you before say that there's there's no doubt in your mind that you you well and I don't know I'll let you tell the story but how how much did Coach Pruitt your O line coach help you get to this point through through everything through the transition how would you be where you're at right now without his guidance? No, I I wouldn't because
1: I got here I was really underweight. He that's when he found me. I was I was probably like two ten two hundred pounds, and he he really saw that in me too. And I liked that I liked that about him. And he knew how to coach me personally. Like he had a great way of, of doing it of executing it.
0: What stood out to you about Oklahoma State? And we hear a lot about cowboy culture. And I know because I I read the the comments that you gave. I think Pokes report you you really liked your your visit to Virginia. And that you were kind of set on 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 going and being a cavalier, but what is it about cowboy culture that that grabbed your attention and made you feel like that this is the place I need to be?
1: It was just see they they were really tired of Virginia, but here it was like peop, it was people like me like i it was my people it was Oklahoma, and it had that same same feel that family' feel and I guess that's why overall I,
0: I chose it. How many offers in total did you have? Uh, I think twelve division
1: one and then two two power five.
0: When you look back on, on your entire journey, um was there a moment when it clicked to you where you said, Oh, I'm I'm good enough and I have the skill that I can go play at the next level.
1: Um as soon as 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 I started learning, like, how to be an old lineman, and I understood, like, how we move, and I started looking at the people around me. I started looking at linemen that were heavier than me, and they weren't. They couldn't do the things I was doing as fast as I was, and I was like, wow, uh, I, I could get ahead of them real fast
0: you know i talked about coach Pruitt a little bit i i would assume that it's a you know it's a, it's a large group of people um that that you can now look at, back on and say hey without you i you know i probably wouldn't be here but how important is yeah. that is that close knit group that surrounds you uh jameson and what what has you know family meant to you some of your closest friends uh to to help get you through this process
1: um uh, i i guess I just really needed them I need someone to talk to like you need you need support and you need you need second opinions on things and I felt like I really had that
0: not everyone has that right, and when you have it, you gotta take advantage of it exactly, and I'm so grateful for it all right so what's uh what's kind of your plan? I know probably a red shirt in your near future. So wh- where are you at weight-wise right weight, ri- weight wise right now? And by the time you get on campus, what kind of range do you want to feel like that you're in with your weight?
1: Uh, I'm at 275 right now. I'm a little on the light side. Uh, I want to hopefully get onto campus being 290 and see what they want to do with me from there. Um, but, yeah, I think that's, that's the goal. Have you already- 290 of good weight.
0: Yeah. Have you already started to hear uh maybe some horror stories are like, oh well, wait till you uh wait wait till you get in with Coach Glass. Has that been something that you've heard about on a regular basis now? Yep. hmm <laughs> No. That's awesome. Well, Jameson, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for on such short notice for jumping on. We we are incredibly happy, uh, not only for sure. you, but for your entire family, your your inner circle, and uh, it'll be so much fun watching you continue to develop and uh, getting to see you stay here in state, there in Stillwater. Best of luck, man, and thank you so much for taking a few moments to come on with us. Thank you, of course. All right, there he goes. That is Jameson Mejia, who is joining us here on the Blitz 1170 New commitment to Oklahoma State University headed down there to be an offensive lineman, senior season of Broken Arrow. Um, Not quite the way that they necessarily wanted to end things, but still someone that uh, did make the Oklahoma Coaches Association All-State team. And uh, again, just a, a kid that is a grinder, right? Worked, changed positions, probably still carries a lot of what he learned from the tight end position over into what he's doing now and can't wait to see him continue to develop. All right, it one forty here on the Blitz 1170. We need to take a timeout because when we come back, we'll have Dr. Christopher Crane from Tulsa Bone & Joint. want to get down to the bottom of a few things. One, is Dr. Crane surprised at how Pat Mahomes was able to bounce back and play on his ankle? I'm sure he wasn't. Two, what's next for Brock Purdy? I know, I know they lost. I get it. It's still somewhat of a big story, considering that no one really knows what's going to happen with him. Is it more than likely that it's Tommy John? And is there a difference between rehab with football and baseball? And what other procedure could there actually be for Brock if it's not Tommy John? Because typically, when you hear an injury like that, it's all focused on Tommy John. We'll ask the doc, Dr. Cur- Dr. Christopher Crane, all of that coming up next here on the Blitz 1170. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.